All right. This is episode five of the Just Effinson It podcast. You got David, your host. Um, I wasn't really planning on recording an episode tonight. I was more so just playing around trying to get this um, the audio right. And I don't think I'll completely know until I post a Podbean because all the other ones sounded good in my headphones uh, when played back on the programs on which they were recorded. And then when they go to Podbean is when they the volume and the, the audio goes to shit. Like I mentioned in a video that I posted on Instagram and Facebook, if y'all were following me there, the last episode was supposed to be better and would have been better, but I'm sitting, I do my podcast at my reloading bench in my reloading stool. It has no back to it. So when the microphone was sitting, I had an external microphone when it was sitting there and I was close to the microphone, it sounded fine. But as soon as I'd sat up, it, the audio recorded sounded like I was like all the way in another room when I was literally sit, never moved from my stool. It was just by me setting up, uh, sitting up, straightening my back. It sounded like I was too far away. So that's why I purchased this headset, this gamer fucking multicam type of sniper headset because it has a microphone boom that won't move from my mouth. So hopefully you guys will get a little bit better quality and the volume. I've been playing around the volume. Uh, I'm hoping it's about right. It's either going to be about right or it's probably me blowing your speakers out. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, when I record this, when I go back and listen to it on the audacity software, it sounds fine. But when it goes to Podbean is when it goes to shit. So hopefully I've got it dialed and got it nailed down. Um, I got a couple of things I wanted to go over this evening. Um, Jesus Christ, where have we gotten as a country where the possible Democratic nominee is a damn socialist? You know, we used to throw those fuckers off of helicopters. You know, just 60, 70 years ago, 80 years ago, we were throwing these Bamas off of fucking helicopters. And here we are, this guy is going to be having a shot at being the president of the United States of America. Now, the good news is, hopefully the majority of this country hasn't lost their fucking shit and wouldn't think twice about putting a avowed socialist communist in office because he can church it up. You can put sprinkles on a turd as much as you want. You can put lipstick on a pig as much as you want. But at the end of the day, the son of a bitch is a communist. All he does is talk positive about all these these communist countries, these absolute dictator-driven communist countries, and yet shits on America, a place where this motherfucker has made millions of dollars in politics. He has not held a job in his entire life outside of government. He got kicked out of a commune back in like the 70s for being too fucking lazy. That's look it up. That's true. That is that is not even a joke. In fact, I as a guy on sniper side who had a bunch of stickers made up that said that very same thing. Brett said something to the effect of Bernie Sanders was once kicked out of a commune for being too lazy. And there's a bar slash restaurant here in town that I mean it's gonna have your typical college age Bernie bro type little shithole, but they got great food and beer there. Um, but in the bathroom, there's like fuck Trump and shit written all over the walls and everything. And I'd go in there and I'd put uh, one of these stickers on the wall. And then the next time I'd go back to see if it was still there. And of course it was removed, but all, there was more fuck Trump shit there. So I have a pile of them. And every time I go there, I make it a point to go in the bathroom and stick it somewhere on the wall <laughs> where these bastards We'll read it. Um, not that they care, um, but it is funny. I love trolling those fuckers. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm Trump's biggest fan because I've, I still feel that he is a, a New York Democrat that is just a populist, and he feels as though he has a place in Washington by touting conservative values. I'm a libertarian, um, 
Now, I'm not ashamed to say I will be voting for Donald Trump if it comes down to him and Biden or him and Bernie. Because the way you have to look at it is, this is anybody, this is not just who I'm talking to, but I wish the rest of the country would look at it this way. No matter who you support, if you don't like Donald Trump because he says dirty things or, you know, isn't polished or any of that crap, says dumb shit on the internet, he is his own worst enemy. So if he would just get rid of his fucking Twitter handle or have someone proof his shit before he hits post, his life would be so much easier. And But he gives the left so much ammo with the shit he says. But if, if you don't like him because of those things then you have to ask yourself if is my life any different better or worse and be honest is it better or worse since he has taken office if it's if it's better or neither then you have to consider that and you also also have to consider the day bernie sanders would ever get put into office i say the moon's aligned and he became president of the United States. You have to ask yourself, would I see that change, that ripple down into my life every day? And the answer is yes. And I would bet my bottom dollar that the answer to the previous question about Donald Trump, the answer would probably be no or yes for the positive meaning you know, the tax credit, everybody on the left always says all oh, the tax on, you know, it was, it was crumbs. Okay, motherfucker. Well, then how about you outdo them and give us a bigger tax credit? Because, you know, I'm not done with, I, I feel Trump's tax uh, cut. Like, I see it in my paycheck. That's great. Don't stop there, motherfucker. How about you let me keep more of my own hard-earned money and, you know, we'll keep it moving. But to say, oh, it's just peanuts, it doesn't help, it doesn't help, you know, middle America. All right, well, why don't you run on a platform of uh, cutting back taxes and cutting spending, which, mind you, Trump spends like a drunken sailor, but so does, so is every other president in the last, you know, 80 years. But, you know, at least we got some of our own money back, which sounds sad to even admit that out loud that more of our own money back just the thought of that is just mind-boggling that we would be praising a little bit of our getting our own money back but regardless yet the people that they want to put in power are the ones to be taking more money out of their pocket now they run on a platform of you'll you'll save money on so much you won't see the tax bullshit Okay, if you're a veteran, all you have to do is show people to the VA. The VA fucking sucks. They the government has gotten nothing right. Show me one program that the government has done better than the private civilian market. I'll wait. I haven't seen one yet. But regardless, you will feel Day one, in the, within the first 100 days of a Bernie Sanders presidency, you will feel that and it will be negative. You will not have the money. You will not have the freedom that you have now. You, know, you ask all these Antifa fucks and all of these uh, crazy liberals. And I'm not talking about just normal blue collar, blue dog Democrats because a lot of them don't, don't want socialism or anything part of it either. But that's not what has hijacked the party. The person and the type of people that have hijacked the, the Democratic Party are the socialists, are, are the communists, are the big government type people. You know, JFK wouldn't even, he'd get laughed off of the primary, the Democratic primary debate stage because he'd be like, well, you're, you're running for the wrong party. You should be a, a Republican. And no, he is, should be the darling of a Democrat party, but instead FDR is. FDR is touted as their darling and Obama of the Democratic Party. I don't even know if Obama would get the Democratic nomination in 2020 right now. I don't I don't I don't know that he'd get it. Um, but, you know, you're going to get your freedom. Say, oh, but I was going to say you ask any of these people, do you trust your, your federal government? No, it's it's bought and paid for by lobbyists and the the. 
military industrial complex and special interest groups. Okay. Okay. All right. I hear that. Now you want to give them more money of your money, interest free, because you're they're not paying interest on your tax dollars, and you want to give them your guns. So oh, and, and, and police. Oh, you don't you think police are racist? You think police are they profile, they stereotype, they're bad, they're whatever. There are a lot of cops that are that way, and uh, um, no red blooded American should be a fan of those kind of cops. But regardless, they're there. And even the ones that aren't the way that I just just described, but they are accused of being that way, now you want them to be the only ones with guns? Are you fucking kidding me? Is that Does that not sound retarded? It If I felt that way, which I do, I don't trust the government. I don't trust them in one bit. I know I'm not giving them my guns. And... That's exactly what they want to do. Bloomberg has no path. Now, he is the biggest enemy to the Second Amendment. And I say he's the biggest enemy to really America because he is running on, 100% is running on uh, an anti-Second Amendment platform. And the reason why I say that issue, the Second Amendment, is is really the, the, the hinge pin of the United States is because without that second amendment, then we have no other say so because as soon as the second one, the second amendment is gone, you can kiss the first and the fourth away. And along with the rest of your second of your constitutional rights. Okay. Here is a simple fact that so many people just either don't know, didn't realize, didn't pay attention to history class, or don't read through the lines. But the Bill of Rights was not the government granting you these rights. The Second Amendment actually means nothing. The Constitution actually means nothing. The reason why I say that, now I think the Constitution was the most perfect document ever written by man. It's in, in, in history. Now, the reason why I say it doesn't matter is because the Second Amendment was not our rights granted to us. And because if that was the case, they can be taken away, right? Like your driving privileges. The way the, Second, the way the Constitution was written, if you take it as though that's what it is, that it is, a, I guess, a permission slip for our rights... Well, just like your driver's license, if you go get a DUI or two DUIs, you get your driving privileges taken away. Okay, driving is not a constitutional right. All right. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights, all it was, was a memo. It was a notice to the federal government that these are the things that the people of America, they are born with these rights. They're God-given rights. You don't touch them. So it was a letter to the government. It was a document, a memo, addressed to the federal government on behalf of the American people. These are the rights you don't fuck with. If you want to get technical, the Second Amendment is the only one out of the entire Bill of Rights that explicitly says shall not be infringed. Now, I don't know about you, but since 19 the 1930s, we've had a whole bunch of infringement going on. There's been a whole bunch of infringement and it's been a death by a thousand cuts. The um, ATF, the NFA, all of those things were all infringements. Guns should be regulated like tomatoes. Government should not regulate firearms. Okay, people, everybody on the left that says we got to get these weapons of war off the street. That they're not weapons of war, they're commonly used for. Bullshit, they are weapons of war. And guess what? You want to keep talking about how the Second Amendment was talking about muskets? Well, guess what muskets were? Weapons of war. They were weapons of war. What do you think? Other than cannons, which I don't see myself toting a cannon down the street. Other than cannons, what were weapons of war? Muskets and black powder pistols. 
Okay, it wasn't about technology. They didn't foresee technology uh, or firearms being, you know, being produced to what they are today. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It it was they need to the American people should have the same exact firepower as the the governing body that governs them to keep them in check to keep them from being tyrannical we just got done fighting a tyrannical government in Great Britain we shot those fuckers in the face and that is why it the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was written and why the Second Amendment was the second of the amendments because a your your free speech is so that you can give dissenting opinions on your government and then the Second Amendment is to shoot them in the fucking face if they don't like your dissenting opinion that was protected by the First Amendment. That is what the Constitution was all about. And yet we have, what, probably 48, 49% of the American populace wants to put a shit bag like Bernie Sanders or even Joe Biden don't think that he's going to be some fucking moderate because there's nothing moderate about him because he used to be moderate but in order for him to be where he is today he had to move left because that's what's been pushed by the universities since the 1960s the postmodern era all of these postmodern Marxists in, infiltrated the university and the educational system all these people now have kids and grandkids and probably great grandkids if they were the the original um, time frame of professors in universities and th this is exactly what you get this is why we are the you're dealing with what we're dealing with you know and then the mainstream media is now I'm all about a free press but don't don't pretend that you're not in the fucking bag for the the most left of the leftists because the media is so i i think what's going to happen is i think it's going to come down to when it gets to the convention i think bernie and biden are going to be close i think biden he just did well in south carolina i think most of the south is going to look a lot like south carolina did and then it's going to go to uh, the convention it's going to be a contested convention and then they're going to pull the rug out from underneath Bernie and give it to Joe. And when that happens, all of Bernie's, you know, Bernie bros and shit girl put on their pink hats and their black mask. And they're going to go burn their shitholes of cities down like Portland and Seattle and L.A. and New York and any you know, all of those absolutely lunatic areas. Um. They're going to go and, and act like Eagles fans after they won the Super Bowl, go burn fucking Philly down. That's what they're going to do. They're, and you know what? They're going to go unchecked in those areas. Watch what I tell you. When that shit happens, they're going to go completely unchecked. The police are going to get told to stand down like they always do. Anytime Antifa has come out with their little bullshit little rallies or their terrorist activities because that's exactly what they are fucking terrorists and let me tell you something they pull that shit down here and where i'm at believe me they're gonna get met with some they're not because they're not here and if they are they're just they're so little you there's no point even giving any attention but in those areas if there was more people like there are here in those areas you'd see that shit stamped out because i promise you 99.9 percent .9 of those asshats couldn't beat their way out of a wet paper bag so, you know, they swing bike locks and throw, you know, I don't know, Molotov cocktails and crap and rocks and stuff. Yeah, you pull that shit down here, you're going to get, you know, two nine millimeters in your brain pan. And it's a lot different up there. And, but the, they're, they're protected up there and of those places. Um, so if, you, if you're listening to this and you live in Portland, I'm sorry, get the fuck out. You know, most of California... Uh, Southern California, get the fuck out. Either move upstate and just deal with your bullshit uh, legislation that gets crammed up your ass every you know other month. It seems like you can't use plastic straws and you're worried about tripping over freaking human shit in the streets and and falling on a dirty ass needle filled with AIDS and shit. You know, move out. But if you are anything like those people, don't move out. 
You stay where you are. Don't infect the rest of the country like Idaho, Nevada, Texas, Arizona, you know, your, your Montana, your all of those states that were full of patriots and red-blooded Americans who actually had common sense. Don't move to those places and vote the what the way the place that you just fled from votes. Don't do that shit because that's exactly what's going on. And I know if you're living in Idaho and Utah, Colorado's fucking lost at this point. Um, but it didn't used to be. But you know any of those western states or, or or southwestern states like Texas, I know I know I feel for you guys. And we I mean, we've got them here in North Carolina too. They move from up north down here. Um, but it it seems that I'll take the Yankees we get over those crazy fuckers from Seattle and Portland and L.A. and San Francisco, San Diego, all of those places. I, I think I'll stick with my Yankees that come down. But um, I feel bad for you guys and because a lot of these states are some of the, the last strongholds of, you know, sane people, it seems like. But anyway, it's gonna, they're going to they're gonna act a damn fool. They're going to be stupid. They're going to, you know, show who they really are when they lose. Now, mind you, the Project Veritas stuff that came out a, a couple months ago when they infiltrated the Bernie Sanders campaign, they weren't even talking. Like I'm sure most of you have seen it. If you haven't, you need to check it out. But um, you know, he was being uh, the some guy that's high up in the Bernie Sanders campaign. You know, he was being just asked like if he if they lost. You know, this is when Elizabeth Warren was kind of you know on the hot ticket and and she was got she had a lot of support behind her. They just said. If Bernie loses, they didn't say if the rug gets pulled out from underneath him or he gets shit on like the last uh, election in 2016 when they fucked him over for Hillary. They weren't even talking about that. They just said if he lost, then his shit's going to burn. And like, that was actually a quote. He said they were going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. And I I actually believe him. I mean, it's because they... they are just so unruly and they they go unchecked they have they meet no resistance you know until they go somewhere then you know find a bunch of freaking pipe hitting trump supporters that end up you know beating their faces in but you know and then then the trump supporters are you know demonized but anyway it's just it just boggles my mind of where this country is i'm 33 years old that's not old and i can remember when this country was nothing like it's unrecognizable as far as the political climate of what it is today. It's sick, but yet here we are. I'm hoping there's going to be some type of, I don't, I don't want to say awakening, but yeah, black of better terms an awakening of, you know, I'm not even, just common fucking sense. I'm not even going to say conservative. I mean, I'm, I'm conservative on a lot of value, on a lot of different topics, but like I said, I'm libertarian. Look, do whatever floats your boat as long as it doesn't sink mine. That is what I live my life by. If you want to cut your dick off and, and, and tell everybody to call you Nancy, dude, don't give a damn. But don't make me play make believe, and don't you know, shove some bullshit ideology down my kid's throat and. You know, all the, the tranny story time bullshit or whatever. Or if I see some sick fuck going to the bathroom with my four-year-old, we're going to have problems. Um, but, you know, the whole thing about that, before there was a law made, real trannies where I guess like dudes that had their dick lopped off or whatever, they were using whatever bathrooms they wanted to. And there was no drama. But when they made it a law that you couldn't tell someone what bathroom to use, that's when it gave the green light for all the you know, real sick fuckers that aren't trans or whatever else, the they had that as an excuse to do what they wanted to and get their jollies off around kids and or, of another sex or something like that. That's what happened. You know, that's what happens when you make laws. You know, they get skirted around. Anyway, I didn't mean to get 24 minutes into a political talk, but I told you on the first episode, you're going to get that because it's, pertinent if you're not paying attention there's a great quote uh that i've seen that said if you don't watch the news 
you are not informed. You are uninformed. If you do watch the news, you are misinformed because that's exactly what's going on in today's media. Um, you know, I can't stand your fake news. You're fake news, CNN. Yeah, CNN is fake news. They're just they're just fucking liars. They're not even really news. They're just a, a gigantic uh, stump for leftists to spew their bullshit from. And and look, Fox News has got plenty of their fucking assholes too. Um, left and right. Some people are just absolutely ridiculous. And then others are, I guess you would say, I guess they are fair and balanced. I guess they got nut jobs from both sides on Fox. So you know, at least, at least they are as, um, uh, what's the word? I guess neutral, um, as I guess they more so than any of the rest of them. But, you know, you ask anybody else, Fox News, Fox News is nothing but a bunch of fucking Republicans, all this stuff. Whatever. Anyway, I got a couple things I want to go over for the podcast. Um, some notes that I've been jotting down on my phones of topics so I don't forget them because I will easily forget them. Um, we'll talk about AIs and the accuracy obsession chassis. All right. So if you don't have an AI and you're not coming across any deals on like used ATs uh, or even AXs for sale, if you're going by new, if you or if you just want a new action and a new rifle, or whatever, which some people may, the best route to go is to get a fixed AT, and then buying the AX buttstock and the Accuracy Obsession chassis. You do that, and you have the same rifle I do, but you would come out cheaper. Now, luckily, I got to sell my AT folder to a guy on the hide. He was looking for one for his eight, his fixed AW and it worked out great, but I paid more than I would have had I done this, which mind you, the accuracy obsession chassis wasn't around then. But if it's something you're getting into and you want to do an AI for competition, there's no better route to go unless you either steal a fix, a, a folding AT and use the AT folder like I did for well since until like last week, um, which there was no issues, no drama with using the AT folder. Nothing wrong with it. I had the thumb hole scans that looked cool and it worked great. Um, but I said when the guys I saw someone on the hide saying they were thinking about they wanting to find an AT folder, I was like, well, if I'm going to go with the AX ever, this is my shot because I can just take mine off and sell them to him and and liquidate it to pay, help pay for the AX buttstock. So. Um, but you don't have to do that. But if you're going to want an AX buttstock, that's the best way to go. Or if you can find a used AT, even better if it's a used, uh, fix, a fixed AT, because they're obviously they're less money when you buy them new, they're going to be less money when you buy them used. Um, that's the, the best route to go. But, you know, a lot of people find the AX, um, demos and stuff off mile high or Euro optic or something like that, or somebody's hard up on some cash and needs to liquidate their, one of their rifles, you know, they get a really good deal on it. You got the, the AX buttstock ready to rock and roll and then get the, the active session chassis. Now we'll say, I don't know how much longer Sam is going to be running the, for the first, uh, the, this, I guess the pre-order for the first run of them, but I would go ahead and get on it and get one. If you're, if you're even like 60% on the fence of getting an AI and doing this, get in on the, the actually obsession pre-order because who knows depending on how many sales he may only do one run of them and then that's it if you end up getting the accuracy obsession chassis and then not getting an a ai you will sell it quick because a there won't be any more possibly b there's absolutely no weight if you've got one in hand when someone has the cash and was like well i would have bought one but i don't want to give my you know $600 deposit and then pay, you know, basically you end up paying 1200 for the whole kit. Um, and then have to wait for however long. So you'll get those people. So you would be able to liquidate that chassis, whether you end up getting the rifle or not, but go ahead and get in on that because I'm looking forward to seeing a whole bunch of these things out at matches and stuff. And you guys will love them. I mean, they, uh, uh we bad actually shared a picture of mine of me running a barricade and so did, um, suppressor nation or something like that on Instagram had like tons of likes and views or whatever. Um, 
and uh, but it was about my chassis really and the wee bad uh, wax canvas mini fortune cookie as well. Um, but anyway, that's the best way to go. Get a fixed AT, buy the stock, the uh, the AX buttstock and the Axie Obsession chassis. You will not regret it. Or if you get it, you put it all together and want to sell the whole rifle, you will get every dollar of that back. I can promise you the AIs hold their value. The only rifle I know that holds its value as good, maybe a little bit better. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't say more so it holds as good is the TAC Ops rifles. Um, the Tango 51, all of the, the TAC Ops rifles, they're nice rifles and they definitely hold their value because they're so hard to get and you got to wait so long to get them. So that's something to think about. Uh, I want to touch on that. Then the the AX buttstock in general, um, I have obviously haven't haven't even shot it yet. I've only just done a bunch of dry fire here in my reloading room. Um, I'm waiting on my Alpha Dasher brass because that's the barrel I got spun on right now. I'll get into that because I just want to talk about that as well. But the AX buttstock it feels great. I mean, uh, I'm getting a little bit used to the pistol grip because I went from the thumb hole for so long and then jumping over back over to the pistol grip. It's getting some used to. Suck my trigger back a little bit as well because I've got you know well, AIs. You can adjust the, the distance in the trigger shoe. And uh, you know, Sam had saw some pictures like, man, I don't think you're at 90 degrees. Why don't you try moving the trigger back? I was like, oh yeah, fuck it. Uh, it feels good, but I'll I'll move it back and. I moved it back some, and the I I'm, I'm really feel I actually am getting 90 degree trigger finger uh, before. See, the way I had it before was it wasn't 90 degrees until I pulled to the second stage. And now I've got it to where it's 90 degrees before even pulling to the first stage. And I think I like it. I think it feels good. I'll uh, do some more shooting with it before I go shoot a match with it. Um, but the AX buttstock's feeling great. It's working great. I um, uh, love the adjustability, the butt pad. How I can can it in, move it up. Um, I didn't have the target butt plate kit on my AT folder, but I know you can do that as well if you're not wanting to ante up. It's like $125 or something like that for that kit to go on an AT folder or AT buttstock. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking it, and it just looks bitching as hell. It looks really awesome. Um, all right, that covers the AX. What was the other thing? Um, so... Um, I put my John Hancock rifle on a foundation a while back and I put a new trigger tech in it and I'll tell you, I was making me kind of fall in love with that rifle a little bit more. I've only shot it a handful of times since I've had it in my foundation stock. That thing, what I tell everybody when they ask me how I like it, the best way for me to describe it, it feels like a warm hug on a cold day. I don't know. It, it feels fucking good. That foundation is awesome. Um, but the trigger tech feels great. Uh, it's a single stage and I've been shooting nothing but two stages for a couple years now. So when I switch over to that rifle, I've got to definitely put some dry fires in before shooting to kind of just kind of get in the groove of a single stage trigger. Um, but it breaks super clean that trigger tech. I mean, it's, it's definitely the best trigger on the market. I can't wait to feel what their two stage feels like. Um, but I haven't got my hands on one of those yet. But right now, the I got a special in it because I'm not going to be running it at like less than a pound. I think I've got it at a pound. That's as light as I want to go when I'm coming off of a, an AI, even with the comp trigger that I've got. I don't have it that low. Um, I probably have the the first stage at you know maybe a pound, and maybe the second stage is right at a pound too, um, right around there. So it's 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 breaking good. Um, I like the way that's set up for now, but I'm not going any lighter than that on the on the uh, trigger tech, so I don't need to spend the money on the diamond, even though they do break super crisp. Those diamond triggers are Gucci. That's why they're the number one trigger on the market right now for a Remington 700 variant um, type rifle. They're amazing triggers. The guys at trigger tech are awesome. Uh, but yeah, that... Um, I've got a dasher barrel. Uh, Josh at Patriot Valley Arms is going to be spinning me up a dasher barrel for it. And I'm going to be running Lapua Brass in the Hancock whenever I decide, whenever I want to shoot it and uh, for the dasher. And then I've got uh, 300 pieces of Alpha uh, dasher brass coming. They should be getting shipped tomorrow from A-Team. Uh, Brian Allen, his company, they, uh, they're on the end with Alpha as far as Dasher Brass goes. 
And uh, I know that it's got a little bit less case capacity, so the loads might be a little bit different, even with the same bullet. And that's fine. I don't care. Um, doesn't bother me. I've got Varget and 4895 to shoot. I got plenty of Varget. Well, I say plenty. I have like five pounds, and I've got nine pounds of 4895. Once I blow through the Varget, I'll jump over to 4895 because that's what I shot my 6BR with, um, and with the 105s. But uh, I'm going to be starting out with 105 burgers with the Dasher. And then, because I've got like mm, over 1,200 or so of those. And then I'm going to switch over. I've got about 800 of the 95 grain uh, Sierra TMKs. They're a lot more finicky on the seating depth than the SMKs. Uh, Jeff and CL, my two shooting partners, they both shoot. In fact, Jeff loads all of CL's ammo. They both shoot uh, the 95 grain SMKs, and I don't know what it is about that bullet because the BC isn't crazy good. But you know, I don't know if it's because they're running at like 3140 to 3160. But man, do they cheat the wind! So they they've got a whole lot less wind hold with that bullet than a lot of guys shooting the 105s at a slower. But on paper, it shouldn't be that way. It should be about the same, or maybe even the advantage a little bit of the 105s, but. I'll be damned if they ever hold any fucking wind here. <laughs> it's always like, what'd you hold off straight up, man? Or, you know, le left third of the plate. You know, I didn't really give up the center that much. And then the rest of us hold left edge and stuff. So, um, once I shoot up the 95 TMKs, I'm all G I'm just going to be like exclusively shooting the 95 SMKs. That way we're all shooting the same. And also the... The Senecas, the solids that I mentioned to you guys about, um, that is the Finger Micronics, Finger Lake Micronics, and it'll be um, distributed by Patriot Valley Arms. Uh, the 100 grain requires a 7 twist, and they are currently configuring a 94 grain. And depending on the 7 twist, what, you know, actually what cartridge you're shooting it that may be you get a little bit of leeway but uh he's gonna be producing a 94 grain solid that is gonna have just a retarded bc for that light of bullet and you'll be running those at you know the limit at you know downloading to get them at to below 3200 but those guys are going to be lasers so we're going to be getting uh a few of those to be testing out and I should still be getting the uh, 115 grain Seneca 25 caliber bullets to uh, shoot in my 25 BR I the 25 BR is funny it I got great numbers as far as spreads and everything with the load um, and good enough speed enough speed I think I had 2650 out of my BR, my 25 BR. And if you run the numbers, it still beats the 105s by like two tenths of wind at a thousand, which is great. It is a bullet trace machine. It's slow, it's fat, slow, but super slippery, uh, which is great. But I could never get a really that inherent BR accuracy at a hundred. And I, I know that at 100 doesn't win matches, you know, but it's a more of a confidence thing. You know, I think the best load that I landed on was like 30.8 grains of Varget. I probably could have switched up powders to give it a try, um, and I may still do that with the 131 Blackjack Aces. But I think the best group I got was at like, at like 0.65 MOA, right at under three-quarter MOA. Um, now I did get one, that one load that shot bug hole, but it was 29 grains and it was like uber slow. Um, and slow enough that I don't know how it would have done down range. And I may visit that and try that again, but I really feel that the 115 grain solids are gonna, gonna give me enough lightweight to, you know, really shine and be able to stabilize and and get that inherent BR bug hole groups at 100 that BRs are known for shooting. So I'm excited about trying that out. 
And if I don't feel happy about that, then I'll just get it punched out to another 25 Creedmoor barrel. Um, that's the, the one that I have now. Like I said, uh, somebody approached me at the match last weekend and asked me about what barrel manufacturer I was talking about in episode, what was it, two or three. Um, and that's the barrel that I've got. And I don't give a fuck who is loading. No one is getting a, a tight group out of that. It is just, I really feel it's a shit blank because there are also tons of other people with that manufacturer blank in it. They're having the same problems in different calibers. So, um, I gave up on it, but I know this rock Creek will, if I punch it out the 25 Creek more, I can find a load in probably 10, 15 minutes because it's, it's just going to shoot. Um, with that amount of powder behind it, with that barrel, it's, it ain't going to have an option. Uh, let's see what else I want to talk about. Okay. I also just received today. I have been shooting a, uh, for the last couple of years, been shooting my ballistic program was almost solely, I've played around with a couple others, but I've really just been dialed in with Shrelock Pro. It is the, the solver that I have to lie to the least and get absolute dead nuts data on. Sorry, I had to take a quick break. Had to go put little man to bed. Um, but no, Shrelock Pro, I've had to lie to it the least, whether it be my... I mean, I don't think I've had to change my velocity at all on any caliber. And I've got from 300 wind mag down to 223 and everything in between. I've, I have not had to fudge any numbers on to get, you know, dead nut dope at 500 of my velocity and then barely move even the suggested because that's all your BC is of whatever bullet you buy. Now, it may work out for you, and that's great, but if you have to play with the numbers of your BC to get the line up, then then that's average. That's normal, okay? So, and I barely have to move it, and I'm getting dead center impacts at, you know, out to, you know, 1,000 beyond um, with Shrelock Pro. And I, have, I don't have to play with my scope height and, and fudge those numbers to get anything to line up. I have to do none of that, right? Um, I've played with the, the Hornady Ford off some and it's worked great. Um, you know, and it, it, I don't really like the you and some people love it. I, I'm just not a big fan of the user interface on the Ford off app. Um, and, uh, I've, I've worked with, um, Traceall. Traceall is good. Um, but I don't use, I have an iPhone specifically for a ballistic calculator, but I don't find myself ever using it. I just use my regular phone, but I started off with a Kestrel with applied ballistics and I have and I know there's probably more people listening to this podcast right now if you're a long-range shooter that uses applied ballistics than probably any other program and you guys have had zero issues in fact CL and uh, Jeff both they swear up and down by applied ballistics they're all about it and it works out great for them I don't know why but I even the other night took my Kestrel back. I use a Kestrel to grab the environmentals and all that stuff and wind speeds and all that. And then I just plug all that data into Shrelock normally. Uh, now, the problem is I got to remember to like update environmentals because if you remember, I told you about the match last weekend. Like on Sunday specifically, it started out at like 27, 25 degrees in the morning. And by the end of the day, it was like in the 60s. Well, there's a big swing in DA in that time frame and I was constantly like it felt like it was growing up a degree every 10 minutes is what it felt like um so I went up to a stage and shot and I realized that I had not updated my Kestrel the to grab the new DA and put that into my Shrelock Pro and I went and after I shot the shitty on the stage and had to make a correction for um elevation mid stage uh you know, I went back after I was done and looked and saw that the difference would have been had I updated that. So that's a pain. That's something you got to remember to do. Um, when you're using a Kestrel to get to your to get your data off of, it's easier to remember to do those things, right? I'm just plugging away on my phone and forget. Oh crap! It's you know 20 degrees or hotter than it was earlier. Um, but Anyway, so there, CL and Jeff are talking shit all the time about I need to get rid of that and just use a Kestrel. So the other night I played with it. I had dope that I knew 
I had verified Intrude on Shreelock. It was my six Creedmoor. And I got my Kestrel out, built a profile, just like entered the same information that I had on Shreelock Pro for that rifle. Then I saw what, you know, I was in my house. So to make apples and apples, I saw that it said what my temperature was in the house, uh, what the DA was in my house. So I entered all that into Shreelock to then get an updated um, profile, a uh, ballistic profile in it to then compare the two. And I had to like change the BC by like over 10 or 15,000, 0.01, 0.015, uh, to get line up at, at distance and even change my muzzle velocity by like 40 feet per second to get it to line up out to five or 600 yards. And I'm like, you know, when that's all fine and it can work, but as soon as something changes like your environment or where you go and where you shoot, the more you lie about it, you know, the more you lie to it, then the less reliable it becomes in other settings and venues and stuff. So that's why I don't like it. I was like, man, fuck this. I, I'm I'm done. So I went and I went and bought. I said, well, Kestrel did the best thing ever by putting one out with Ford off in it. So I went and bought a Kestrel, uh, a Hornady Kestrel with Ford off. And first thing I did was I took my six Creedmoor profile my 6.5 Creedmoor profile with my 140 hybrids and which I know both of those two dopes are dead nuts um, and, and true and verified. So I went into the Hornady app and then did the same thing as I did with the Applied Ballistics Kestrel and it was the most it was off was like two tenths Changed the form factor just a hair bit. It was dead on at, at 500 for velocity. And play with the form factor. It, it literally took me no... It took me longer to build the profile than it did to true it. To get it to compare to what I know is correct. Now, you can't do that when you don't have dope that is verified and true. So, you can't just go and get a bunch of different apps. Say you, you know, just got you a 6.5 Creedmoor Tika and you've only shot at 100. You haven't shot at the distance to true. You can't just go and get Ford off and trace all and then say, oh, well, which one's better? Now, what you can figure out is you can figure out which interface you like, which user interface you like better. But you can't go and say which one is more accurate because you don't fucking know what your dope is yet. You haven't trued anything yet. Um... So you have to do that. Now, if you're going and put in comparing ballistic calculators to accuracy, then you need to have that dope solid in at least one profile or at least your uh, hard copy data. So if you've got hard copy data that you know at 1,000 yards your dope was 7.9 on this day, this type of um you know, DA or whatever, then you can go back and you can compare, all right, well, which one do I have to lie to the least? Which one do I like the user interface better? Which one do I feel more confident in and go from there? But if you don't have that hard dope, uh, either a hard copy, or if you don't have a ballistic solver, you know, true, you, you're, you don't know what you're comparing it to. So there's the only thing you can figure out at that point is the user interface. Like I like the way I can navigate this app better than that app, right? Um, I didn't like GeoBallistics user interface either. I know a lot of people are like, oh, GeoBallistics is the best. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not accurate. I didn't even get to that point because I didn't like the way the user interface was. So, um, you know, the I had to do very, very little to um, get my... Uh, Hornady Kestrel trued, right? So I feel confident that if I went out tomorrow and shot my six Creedmoor, that the correction that it would give me right off the bat, I enter in or, or I, you know, swing it around and update the environmentals and everything, I feel very, very confident that I go out there and get first round impacts at distance using that. So I now will be back rolling with a Kestrel. So that, that's cool. That's one less thing I got to fiddle fuck with. And 
and and you know worry about updating stuff and did I input this correctly from what the information I got from my cash? No, I have to worry about that now. I'm just going to roll with the Hornady uh, Kestrel. I do wish, however, that they offered a Hornady Elite. That way, you I could get the uh, drop chart. I could get the more. Uh, I guess there's got more bullet profiles, more uh, multiple targets and stuff like that. Your range card, that that range card is really cool, and that's what I'm used to having on uh, Shrelock Pros. That range card, I can just boom hit the range card button, and from the parameters that I put in there, from distance uh, and whatever increments I want, 10 yards, 25 yards, 50 yards, I got them in there at 25 yards from uh, 100 to 1,000. I can just boom hit that. I can just scroll right through it and land right on the one I want. I don't have to go and scroll through yardages on a Kestrel and that's the only thing I'm going to miss really uh, assuming everything pans out with the the Ford off is that range card and they don't if they if they had offered a, a Kestrel Elite Hornady then that's what I'd have bought simply for the range card and, the, and also being able to store 30 guns instead of three in that now i've got it all hooked up on my app i can put a, uh, however many uh profiles on my phone and then move them over and all that crap but who wants to do that if there was an option to not not me um so with that said there's nothing wrong with my applied ballistics as a sportsman uh 5700 if anybody wants it it's for sale i got it on the hide right now um and uh, you got it for a good deal. And I, I barely, like I said, the only thing I use it for is to get the environmentals, put it right back in its little soft zip-up case it came with. And that's what it will come with. It's going to come with the Kestrel and the soft case. And I got it for a good deal on there. And if you're not on the Sniper's Hide and you're interested in buying it, shoot me a message on uh, either a comment on here or uh, a message on Instagram or Facebook. Um, but I'm really excited about trying out this Hornady Kestrel um, and giving it a go. So, you know, I was going to wait on the, the Gunworks calculator they had, and it isn't even out yet. They, I guess, debuted it at SHOT Show 2019, and I'm like, all right, well, cool. Uh, I'll get that when it comes out, because that's also around the same time frame that the Horny Kestrel came out. And I was like, well, if I can get that thing and run Strelock and have the ability to get my environmentals off of the same device fucking win-win and that's what i was going to do but it still hadn't come out yet and it's already bit me once not you know having that you know updated environmentals when i got my firing solution and i also got i don't know how accurate it is i guess we'll find out but i got kind of a heads up on what the price is going to be and it's going to range right between that seven to a thousand seven hundred to a thousand dollars Look, dog, I ain't paying no fucking thousand dollars for any ballistic calculator. I don't give a shit what I can, if I can watch Pornhub and get my dope off at the same time while getting real, real time environmentals. I'm not paying that kind of money. Um, so I'm not saying it's not worth it. It may be worth it to you, but you know, value is in the, in the eye of the beholder. And I'm not paying a thousand dollars for that when I can, I, f I feel that the Hornady app is just as accurate. It was just, I didn't like the user interface. Well, if I'm going to run a Kestrel, I'm not a big fan of that user interface either, but I think it's it's going to work out just fine and be good enough. And if I don't like it, then fuck it. I'll just use that one for my environmentals and then go back to old Shrelock because that's that's been always been good for me. Um, uh, also, this is a little shameless plug. I'm For a buddy of mine, he's got a, a brand new, never been out of the box, Viper HD spotter. It's the, like, what is it? 15 to 45 or something like that 45 is the angled spotter it has never been out of the box and he's selling it um he's getting a henzolt so this cl lucky fucker getting a henzolt um that if you have not looked through a henzolt spotter my buddy my buddy uh uh daniel posey he's uh one of the third group snipers in that fort bragg he's a uh, an amazing competitor and and shooter He's whooping dudes up and down while shooting a 223 against their six millimeters. Um, I, he's also squatted up with us for the war match in uh, West Virginia in in the month, so I'm excited about that. And he's going to be shooting his first match with his 6GT, the Tiger, and uh, I think he's going to 
clean up, honestly. But anyway, he's got a Henzolt spotter. The first time I looked at that thing, I was like, oh my God, this thing, I can see the future in this thing. This thing is heaven. This thing is awesome. And I'm just not spending four grand or 3700 on a spotting scope i mean I, I spot a lot and i ro a lot because it's fun and everything but I, not four thousand dollars worth i think his is a work one so he gets to use it which is really cool um but i'm gonna get to use one now because cl you got that hens up coming you ain't gonna spend much time on it because you're gonna have to push me and jeff off of it so that's gonna be fun um yeah, I've talked to a few other people uh, here recently about coming on, and they're down to do it. I'm just going to have to nail down using the Zoom app, I guess, to do a uh, video podcast and then just record it and upload the audio. Um, just got to get on that. I've got a really fucked up, weird internet situation. Okay, my house is out in the middle of a field. Literally, I'm like 500 yards off the highway. I got nothing but beans and corn and tobacco around me and woods so the our internet providers here they want to charge me like five grand to run the line on light poles or buried i've got light poles running all the way down my driveway which is just like 1100 linear feet and uh they're wanting like five grand to run internet fuck that so we got a verizon Hot, it's kind of like a jet pack. It's like a little mobile hotspot, unlimited internet, and it works great. We get to stream live, uh, stream Netflix stuff on TV. My son gets to play on his pad, and you know, kids Netflix and all that stuff. But if I'm on the internet, like on the laptop, somebody's not getting enough enough internet juice because streaming stops, slows down to like dial up speed. You know, if more than one thing is on it at a time, really, or two, more than two things are on it. So if my wife is watching something on Netflix and so is my son, there ain't no uh, doing no Skype or Zoom on my laptop until they go to bed. So I'm going to have to set up a time to where I've got internet access here at the house, reliable, that way it's not all fucked up and spotty, and you guys cuss me out for that. Um and we'll we'll get it done then. Um, I know Theus from Hoplite wants to come on. Phil's going to come on. Frank's eventually going to come on. Now, <laughs> me and uh, Mike Menchaca, and Mike, I know you're probably listening to this. We had a hilarious two-hour conversation that that should have been a podcast. I wish I could have recorded that phone conversation. Dude, we were just rapping about everything. A little bit about guns, a little bit about AIs. But mostly about just crazy shit, non-firearm related stuff that was, it was gold. And if there was, there's no recreating that. The only thing we can do is me to call him up, Mike answer phone, hey, we're recording. And then just talk about, talk like we did last time. Like it was, it was gold. It was hilarious. Two hours. Mike was like five tequila drinks in by the time that the conversation was over with. And we're we've always talked about you know Mike's probably gonna be my first guest and it's gonna be hilarious Mike Menchaca in case anybody who's if you're listening to this a good chance that you've listened to the Everyday Sniper, um, but uh, he's uh, the I guess original founder and Frank kind of took the reins from there because when Mike was at work and Mike still comes on from time to time but it the Everyday Sniper was Mike's baby and they've done an amazing job I told Mike that. Honestly, being realistic, if they didn't have the Everyday Sniper, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I guess it was inspiration for me to even do one because it was it just looked like so much fun to do. Uh, Mike and Frank have way too much fun doing that podcast. I had to get in on it. So um, Mike will come on. We'll, we'll have fun with that. But, uh, uh, man, I've gotten great feedback from the podcast, other than the audio. Like I said, sorry. Um, a great feedback on the podcast and um, I think we're at 600 and right at 650 downloads and how many was like a hundred and shit now I'm gonna talk about I can't remember how many subscribers way over a hundred subscribers that isn't much in like the big podcast realm but 
hell at this this juncture i didn't expect to have that many downloads so i appreciate you guys if y'all weren't subscribing and listening and downloading and commenting i would probably give it up uh, because i feel like i'd be talking to myself but i really appreciate you guys and um keep it up keep the comments going if y'all got any questions or any topics you know, i still haven't gotten many topics from you guys about what y'all want me to talk about and get my perspective on and opinion, which uh, I've always got an opinion, so I'm always happy to give it if someone wants it. So y'all make sure y'all are still commenting there and uh, hit me up on Instagram. Y'all share it over there, share on Instagram and Facebook. And um, like I said, this wasn't supposed to be a episode tonight. This was supposed to be a kind of like a fucking mic check, like a just to see how everything was coming on it. And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just roll. Um, and I was just going to F and send it. And that's what we did. And, uh, we are now an, an hour to the dot in. Um, if I had anything else to talk about, I'd be happy to do so. But I think that covers about everything that I was going to go over. Um, anything looking around my reloading room, like it's going to give me an idea. Um, thinking of anything. Uh, oh, well, appreciate Armageddon gear. Um, I got, uh, ordered a, um, wax canvas, uh, full size game changer. Uh, I didn't have one and there was a few times where I needed that bigger bag, but I got them to embroider just F and send it on the bag, which looks fucking bitching. I think it'd be really cool. Makes some cool pictures for the, inst- for photogram, makes some cool pictures, photogram. So, um, yeah, I can't think of nothing else. Again, y'all hit me up. Let me know what you want to talk about. And until then, it'll probably be about a week before, probably next Monday or next next Tuesday, I'll get another episode cranked out. Hope y'all have a good week. Make sure you make the rest of your week your bitch. You know, go out, go out rocking with your cock out and enjoy it. And we will holla at you next time.